0: Welcome to the Power of Love show, sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Power of Love, sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation. I am TJ Jackson, and with me, I have my brother Taj Jackson. What's up, TJ? How are you, my bro?
1: Good. I look a little purple, but it's all right.
0: Yeah, what's up with that?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I've always looked like a little Thanos vibe going.
0: <laughs> well, don't be <laughs> turning into no Thanos for me. Yeah. Uh, we are live on the Power of Love show. So if you are watching us on Facebook or YouTube, uh, thank you for joining us on the live stream. Of course, if you did not know, we can also you can also list, be listening to us on our podcasts. All of our shows are turned into podcasts. Um, If that's an easier way for you to get this information and listen to the show, make sure you check it out on all the major platforms, podcast platforms. Again, if you are doing that and enjoying it, please consider uh, leaving us a review. Um, Saying all that, we should get straight into our disclaimer before we forget. We are not licensed therapists. We are just ordinary people who've experienced loss in our lives. We've been impacted by it and we've learned from it. Saying that if you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and to find it. Do not just rely on us. Um, Taj Jackson. Yes. We, we've been going back and forth for several months now, whether we should be doing an intro, whether we should get right into it with our guests. But at least for today, it seems like a little intro is warranted. Um, a lot has been going on. Um, and one thing in particular that I. It's so interesting because even though I've dealt with loss and, um, you know, on, on many different levels, yesterday marked the one year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's passing. Mm. And in the hor- horrific and tragic accident, that I believe claimed a total of nine lives, including Kobe's daughter. And, um, it was just a true, I know it being so close to, to where I'm at, it's something that still I think about often, Mm -hmm. but I, the reason why I'm bringing that up is a, is sending love and condolences Mm -hmm. and prayers to everyone, um, in the families of those, uh, passengers who lost their lives. But, um, also just to talk about it Todd because you you seem to have such a good handle like I, his passing obviously hit me where that we were the same age. Um, you know I, I looked up to Kobe. I loved the way he handled himself and he always you know was a classy guy. So I always admire how you talk about dealing with loss of celebritism or people that um, that are close to you. So is there anything you want to say? For anyone like me who is struggling from dealing with the loss of a public figure,
1: um, well, first of all, you know your feelings are correct. You know some people will ridicule them and say, "Oh, was, you didn't even know the person," or you know, in our case, we did, but you know, you didn't even know the person, or you just saw them on a screen or a movie screen, or just heard their song. But your feelings are warranted because it's not about it's about the connection that you had with the person, yeah, mm. in that way, and what they did to, for, for you. Um, they could have gotten you out of a horrible situation or made you feel, you know, good. Or just watching, if it's a sports person, just watching their games or how they play or their dedication, you know, it could be inspiring or how they handle pressure. So all your feelings are warranted and you should never let someone downplay that in a way. Yeah. Because um, I did see last year people saying, why are you crying over someone that plays sports? You know, like, and stuff. I mean, there's, there's harsh people everywhere in that way. And so um, I would just say, you know, I've always, my whole philosophy is always celebrate them, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. like you talk about their life because that's what I would want at the end of my life is people to celebrate it and people to at least talk about things I did that were good in that way that helped yeah. people because that's what I want to be remembered by. And I think that's the same thing with, with what Kobe would want to be remembered by too is what, how he changed the world in some way or some big way in terms of for him, in terms of his contributions, not just, Shooting a ball through the hoop, you know, yeah, more often on the field, and, on
0: the and, field and and we've lost a lot of you know great celebrities, but I think for me, Kobe's been the hardest yeah. celebrity, and and I don't count Uncle Michael as a celebrity; he's a family member for yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. But this is the first time I've kind of had experience that, and I'm seeing in the comments a lot of people saying this is how I felt when your uncle passed. Or, mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is a a an 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 uh, an uncomfortable kind of feeling, you know, yeah. because it's especially the way he passed. It's so tragic, and with his daughter, and, uh, and yeah, it's something that I I think about year round, you know, and and um, and again, I don't want to downplay the other passengers who lost their lives,
1: yeah,
0: um, but um, I don't know. It's just something I I I related to Kobe and and my interaction reactions with him were always very positive and loving and and supportive.
1: And um, so it's just tough. It's tough. Well, well, I think with with Kobe, I think it's the people that got close to him. saw like he he changed their life, he influenced them in terms of that. And I'm not just talking about sports people, just people in general that came in contact with them. And when someone has the power to do that, it affects a lot of people in that way. So there's a big hole. When you lose them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, Taj, is there anything else? I, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, obviously, you know, I, I could call you and discuss this, but I think it's important to say it in a public setting and, and discuss it. Because I know others out there are feeling a similar thing. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we invite our very, very special guest on today's show?
1: Um, just thank you for all the baby comments. I, I'm looking at them now in terms of you know, I, I announced that I was having another baby, but um, I did the actual reveal um, on Taylor's my other baby's um, Instagram page. Yeah, we did. So the, I put up the reveal there. Yeah. Okay, so we
0: can plainly say what the sex of the baby is yeah, without getting. Was, yeah, it's a good.
1: Okay.
0: Well, congratulations! So we'll have three girls in the house. <laughs> Good luck. No, you know what I told you when you when you were having Taylor that that, you know, we grew up with boys and we grew all up thinking boys, girls yeah. were just trouble. So mm-hmm. I didn't want a girl. You know, I, I, I didn't. I wanted all boys. And I know you probably felt the same way at least years ago. But since I've had my girls, I, I'm 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 a girl dad. I I love having girls. And I think they're. They have an edge on the boys, my opinion. So yeah,
1: I just—it's I, hard for me to say no to a girl. So that's a thing. But that's what I just don't want her to walk all over me. That's the thing. So, <laughs> You'll be well, fine. I can—I can be tough and firm with, so you know. But I've been tough and firm with Taylor, so it didn't. Yeah. Do, that was my main fear. Of why You I, will I, be fine, bro. All right. All right. Well, let's get into it. We have
0: a special, special, special guest today. Today, we are honored to welcome co-founder of Untangle Grief, Emma Dutton. Emma was studying a computer science at university when her dad was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and passed away 18 months later. His funeral was the day before her graduation. In the last three years, Emma has been inspired by his legacy to help others through grief with empathy, compassion, and community. You know, we love that. Um, mm-hmm. Reminds me of us. Um, In 2021, she co-founded Untangled Grief alongside her friend, Emily, providing a safe space for those who are grieving via a digital app and online portal. Love it. Untangled Grief helps rebuild life after loss by connecting with like-minded people and experts so that no one has to grieve alone. Uh, Love everything, of course. Um, Without much further ado please welcome the one and only Emma Dutton to the stage. How Hello. are you, Emma?
2: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: Excellent, and I, I have to say this. I think you are, you're from the United Kingdom.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm in London.
1: Know, okay. I
0: was gonna say even England, but I didn't wanna mess that up. But I <laughs> yeah. want to say you are the first international I guess we had, right? Tarzan?
2: I'm
0: honored. I'm gonna yeah. add that to my CV. I think, yes, <laughs> so, so thank you for joining us. Um, in reading the introduction, your story sounds somewhat similar to ours, at least how you've handled it and what you've turned into. Um, I love what you are doing with Untangled Grief, your mission statement. Um, I, I just wanted to applaud you on that before we even got started. So, congratulations on doing that. Um, I, and I, I actually want to ask this before I ask my list of questions, which I have. <laughs> has that helped helped you in your healing process, starting on grief?
2: Yes, I think it has, and I don't think it's something that I was necessarily kind of aware of. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't something that I kind of set out to do as a result of my grief. But I think um, it's it's an an honoring a form of honoring my dad's memory and what I want to change in the world as a result. So yes, in some ways I think it really has.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and again, for anyone who's watching this live, if you have a question, you can um, bring it up. I've already cleared it with Emma. She's okay to answer questions, Um, but we're going to go back, uh, back in time a bit, Emma, if that's okay. And and if you're comfortable sharing it, I would want to know how did you manage to stay focused during you know your time at university, knowing your your father was sick, and you know and then also suffering such a tremendous loss so close to graduation, how, how did you how did you do that? How did you yeah. get through that time?
2: It was such a whirlwind, and it almost feels I don't know if you have this as well, but almost like a, a like a kind of different time, a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only um four years ago now which in the grand scheme of things isn't that (laughs) that long ago but it feels so kind of separate in my mind um i think the way the way this is kind of such a a boring answer but the way i got through it is because i had no other choice Um, i always thought you know, before it happened to me and before my dad got sick, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine what that must be like for families who have to go through that, um, how they get out of bed every morning, how they even process it, how they feel. But I think when you're then confronted with that in your life, you don't have a choice. (laughs) Um, And you do just kind of, you just have to keep going. Um, And when my dad was alive but very unwell, I was at university doing my uh, kind of coursework and final exams and the things that kept me going then was actually he really, really highly valued education and he came from a kind of time and a place where education was very unstable. And so for him to actually give me and my sister stability, um, like a stable home and stable education and set us up as well as possible for our lives, that gave him the most kind of um comfort Mm -hmm. so actually even though it kind of felt a bit contradictory even though he was going through loads of different different hospital appointments and things like that uh the for him the thought that we were actually still going to lectures still handing things in on time that actually gave him a lot of peace and that he wasn't taking us away from that and distracting us um which is it kind of feels a little bit contradictory but Actually, yeah, it made him feel the most secure and and at peace with what was happening. Yeah.
0: Did you ever feel like giving up?
2: <laughs> oh, that's a good question, isn't it? I think I really questioned whether I was doing the right thing. So for example, um, when my dad was really in the, the like kind of last couple of months of his life and he was like quite quite obviously deteriorating um it was the Easter holidays and so my university took a break for five weeks five week holiday um and it was also the same time that I had a big deadline at the end of those five weeks and I actually chose to stay in my university town which was a couple of hours away from home I chose not to go home um because I knew I had so much work to do and if I didn't do it then like my uh the results of my degree would have been vastly different and it kind of was the make or break point and I think at the time I really questioned whether I was making the right decision because realistically you know what <laughs> what does a degree matter when it's mm-hmm. kind of a matter of life and death um and I think giving up for me would have at that time would have looked like um kind of maybe not finishing my degree or or stepping away from it But again, the things that made me stay in that situation was because I knew how important it was to my dad. Mm. And actually, for him, he wanted me to stay and he wanted me um, to do the best I could in the circumstances. And he didn't want to be a distraction or um, kind of change the situation that i was in so it was it it was a really hard obviously emotionally difficult situation and we kept in touch a lot and he came to visit and i went to visit but i think yeah it was really difficult to make those decisions um and not to just you know drop everything and rush home and and be with him as much as i could
0: was there someone or something that really supported you and and helped you get through that that very difficult time
2: I think I have a really amazing set of friends um, who were always there, always able to listen. Um, They'd not been through loss, and I think that was one of the difficult things in my experience. I was usually the first in my friendship group to go through um, the loss of a parent. So there wasn't that many people that I knew who had experienced what I was going through. but even so, my friendship group still went above and beyond to listen and to empathize. And to be honest, you don't necessarily need an expert. You just need someone that's going to sit and listen to you. Yeah. Um, and then providing that space for me to come to and to listen to me and to support me. And they sent me care packages and things like that um, yeah. was incredibly valuable. And, and really, really, I don't think I would have got through it without them.
0: So... You know, in the intro we talked about how you turned around and started Untangled Grief.
2: Um yeah.
0: how, how did you come up with doing that? How did that come to be?
2: Yeah, so obviously my dad did die, and I supported my mom. Me and my sister supported my mom through the process of everything she had to do once my dad had died. And I just found it just frustrating um like I just couldn't believe how much process there was that when you're grieving you're one of the most kind of emotionally sensitive points in your life and you're having to you know ring up every single account that they had having to fill in paperwork you're having to get certificates take them to this office get this process tell this government agency this and like, that's not easy. That's not an easy task at the best of times, let alone when you're grieving, you're emotionally exhausted, you're physically exhausted, you're probably not sleeping very well. Um, and so I just found it incredibly frustrating that actually there wasn't an easier solution and no one was really helping people in this incredibly sensitive transition point. Um, and that's where the idea for Untangle came about, because I recognised that that losses are so all-encompassing into every aspect of your life it affects it affects you practically it affects you emotionally obviously um, it affects you socially because you might not have people to talk about it or who you understand um, and actually that holistic support was really missing and I think one of the things that I found really telling is that every time my mum had to ring up another account and tell them that my dad had died and transfer the name she would cry and every time she got a bill through the letter uh, a bill through the post that was addressed to him she would cry and these were incredibly practical tasks that she needed to do but incredibly emotionally loaded at the same time and you know she could maybe go to a solicitor to talk about his estate and she could go to a therapist to talk about her feelings but there was no central place Um, and that's really what we're trying to to help people through and give them that holistic support
0: yeah. I think you you raise a really good and true point. Is is oftentimes, you know, we forget that part of it. We forget when we lose a, a loved one there's a whole like you said, there's a rush to to get all the you know everything in order that that we don't really consider prior to. Um Todd, you had experience a bit of that when mom passed, right?
1: Yeah, it was hard because um certain people were just trying to get us out of the house um of the memories and stuff like that but things fell through the cracks with us in that in that way and we ended up losing our home in um that my mom had been paying for for multiple multiple years and that she basically was so proud of that she this was you know a house that and so it's one of the regrets I have in that way so I think something that you're doing is incredible in that way because you are at that vulnerable thing where you're thinking about 3,000 things from funerals to caskets to everything else. And you're not thinking about other things and they fall through the cracks. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. So you,
0: Emma, you did something even beyond us. You started, you know, uh, something in memory of your beloved father, but then you went ahead and actually started, you made an app.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> that is yeah. incredible. Can you tell us what this app the app is called untangle grief as of now it's only on ios but it's coming soon to android but what can people expect from using the app untangle grief
2: Yeah, so we built an app and I think there's an irony in this. So my dad, who obviously had such an influence on me in my life, he was a software developer. Um, As a result of his influence, I went to university and studied computer science and (laughs) started building technology. Um, So it does feel full circle. Um, So the app Untangle Grief, which is available in iOS, really offers three three key things so the first thing is that one-to-one support so you can ask us any questions such as how do i how do i pay my inheritance tax how do i um i don't know what it's called in america but in the uk it's called grant of probate <laughs> which is um the legal uh, transference of assets so if, for example property they're all super complicated, and as we've said, you don't really have the mindset to start googling around, reading all this really complicated legal jargon. Um, so that's that's the first thing we do. We offer you personalised support to your situation, and the second thing we do is offer community. So we match people into small groups of communities who've been through a similar experience, um, and we know that you know loss due to, for example, my dad had cancer, loss due to a long-term illness, is a completely different experience to loss that was very sudden and out of the blue Um, so what we think is super valuable is actually curating a really safe space for people that have been through very similar situations so that they can learn and share and talk to each other with others that get how they're feeling really and just normalize how they're feeling Um, and the final piece of um, information that we provide through the app is weekly content so that comes from both our experts and also our communities so we have a therapist who writes articles about you know what's normal to feel how do I feel on an anniversary etc and also stories from our members because it's amazing to showcase all the different things that people have gone on to do or how they're feeling um so yeah, that's that's the full picture of where the it's app great. is right
0: now. It's great. It sounds like you you have a lot going on with it already. Um <laughs> and and-
1: I ask you, what, what made you wanna do I know that you wanted to help as many people as possible and an app would be the logical choice, but
2: yeah I
1: mean, there's a lot that goes into making an app, you know. And, and so what made you just kind of jump head first into it in that way?
2: Yeah, so we had a lot of conversations between me and my co-founder about, you know, where was the right place to start? And we decided to go with an app because it is an incre- like, grief is obviously incredibly personal. Um, and for us, the the ease of accessibility to just pull your phone out of your pocket, whether you're, you know, at the crematorium or um, a legal office or you're at home or you're in bed, just that ability to, to get that information as and when you need it. Um, with as as limited barriers as possible, that's why we decided actually making it on an app and making it accessible by your phone would be the most um, helpful way.
0: Got it. Where do you see Untangled Grief uh, in the next two to three years?
2: That's a great question, that's a great question. So we've we've only, we're not even a year old yet, so, We've we feel like we've done a lot, but we have a lot that we want to do. And we really there's so many ways that we can improve this process because to be honest, it's it's just <laughs> not very good. Um, so we want to make it as simple as possible um, for people in those incredibly difficult moments and actually free up the headspace so they can they can be doing the things that will be helping them in their grief, not detracting from it. So freeing up their time from filling out paperwork to being able to spend time with friends and families or you know sitting and and reminiscing and things that are more fulfilling um so we have lots of ambitions and we just really want to make it as simple as possible for people to access the support that they need
0: so i i know the advice for uh iOS, Mac users, iPhone users who are feeling overwhelmed. I know what the advice is. That's to to download, untangle grief, and utilize what they're doing. But for Android users,
2: yeah, what advice (laughs) would
0: you give to someone
2: (laughs) who who's
0: who's feeling so overwhelmed with grief after a sudden or or uh, a recent loss?
2: yeah so we offer a lot of our services also through our website as well so you can get that one-to-one support via an email address as well which is there's a link on our website website saying uh, get email support and we can still provide you the same um, level of personalized support and in terms of communities um, we have a a very active instagram community we have active facebook groups and we also run uh, weekly zoom bereavement sessions um so once a week we have an online session where everyone can come and you know bring a cup of tea and just have a chat with people that get it and people that understand so there's ways to to get that help even if you don't have um an iphone
0: does does doing untangled grief make you feel more connected to your father do
2: you know what i had a therapy session about this the other day
0: (laughs) interesting
2: (laughs) yeah and it came up and I, I, again I hadn't kind of really thought about it but when I was talking and I'm picking this with my therapist my dad was kind of bordering on a workaholic and his life was being valuable in his work and helping people and being reliable and just really you know was so proud about the work he did um up to literally up until his dying breath he he was like okay we need to do this and because he he loved the responsibility of people relying on him and he loved meeting those expectations and um like really being a trustworthy figure Mm -hmm. and i was talking to my therapist about this and she was kind of like isn't that what you're doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i think it was it was so interesting to see how actually we do we do live to the values of these people even well after the mm-hmm. ends of their lives, and it was it was a really nice feeling actually to recognize that in my work every single day I'm bringing in his memory and I'm yeah. contributing to um to the memory of him and how important he was in my life, and um, by being able to spread that to other people. So yeah, I think I think it does.
0: Um, we have a question from Antoinette. She asks, "How can someone reach out to you?" Emma, to help with grief.
2: Yeah, so I would say the best way is either to go on the website, which is www.untanglegrief.com, or via our social media accounts. Um, Instagram is probably the most popular, which is at Untangle
0: Nice. Is it now to clarify? Untangled with a D or no D? With no D. Okay, just want to yeah. make sure. Cool. Although
2: lots of people get that so maybe we should buy the domain
0: name for, <laughs> for the other one as well <laughs> okay um and then i i have a question as you know we started the show talking about the one year anniversary of kobe bryant um and the the tragic passing of the other members are the other passengers on the helicopter what do you um when it comes to anniversaries of your father, how do you handle that? And is there anything you do? We've had many guests on our show that have lost loved ones, but I don't think we've ever asked them. I'm curious, is there anything you do specifically on the anniversary day of, of your father's passing?
2: Yeah, um, there is, and it's a bit strange and I don't know where I picked it up, but I just kind of decided to do it. um, so the first, when my dad died, he it was a Sunday and it was 7 p.m. because as he was dying, he died at home. I could hear the church bells down the road ringing, which was kind of beautiful in a weird way. Um, and I went outside after he died and it was summer, so it was bright and sunny, which is a rarity in England, obviously. <laughs> um, okay. And the, the sky was just really beautiful. So I took a picture of the sky a couple of minutes after he died maybe like fifth a quarter past seven and now every year so this will be his his fourth the fourth year of his passing this year um i take a picture of the sky at 7 p.m um as a way to kind of to put them side by side and almost see like a passage of time and how you know the sky is different every year depending on the weather conditions but there's, there's there's a, the sameness that connects it is that it's the same date every year. Um, so I do that. And one day, hopefully I can put them all together. Um, yeah. And I just, I don't know, it's quite a cathartic way of, of remembering him.
0: Yeah. I, um, Todd, I know you said, you could, at least with Uncle Michael, you, you listen to his music and you kind of celebrate his life. And then what did you say for mom? You, you kind of just,
1: it um it depends. I mean in the earlier before D D J F, you know, it was more of just um reminiscing and watching things that she would watch in, in, in general. But now um it's I always just I always my thing is always just doing something that honors her. But I do that mm. throughout the year in, in general. Like I always want to honor her in that way. So mm. the day uh that she passed usually is the day that I want to forget for me. Like, so I kind of ignore it. Like there's, cause it's the passage of time that I'm just like, I've actually forgot the actual day that it
0: well, happened. I also, th- I also think it's also in the manner we lost mom, you know, yeah. and, and that plays a role in it. So um the suddenness and, and the, the darkness behind the whole thing, I think, I think lends That's it. Cause I'm, I'm similar yeah. in that way. And, yeah. and Emma, I want to thank you for telling us, yeah, How you doing? I think that's something we need to ask more future guests is because I think it's something that comes around obviously every year. And it's something that you, you, you experience. And the one thing, Emma, I know you say you lost your father four years ago. The one thing I think you may know, and especially with your work with Untangled Grief is that the grief stays and, and it just, it just kind of morphs into different things. You know, we have kids, Taj and I and, and Terrell and, um, it changes. It becomes to what in my kid, my kids lost an amazing grandparent, you know, and or when you get married, if you're married, um, those kind of things. So, um, but I, I, I say all this to let you know we are here to support you. We love what you're doing. Uh, we commend you, and we think it's brilliant. Uh, an app. And I can't wait for. I'm an iPhone user, so I'm good. But (laughs) I'm excited for the day when everyone can use it. And we wish you nothing but the absolute best with your app and your website. And you also said you had a Facebook group, right?
2: Yeah, we do. Untangle grief. Yeah.
0: Untangle grief. Yeah. Same. Um, Anything else? But you know, I I warned you. I'm going to give you a minute to talk about whatever you want. But is there anything else? before doing so that you want to talk about with untangle grief or anything we may have missed.
2: I think I would love um, for any of your listeners that that think they could find help from what we're doing to reach out. And also if, if they can see something that we're not doing that would be valuable. Um, We're always, you know, we're young, we're growing. We'd love to receive feedback and for people to reach out um, and tell us what they think. So yeah, please do, please do send us emails and uh, social media messages and let us know what you think.
1: I think the community thing is great too. That's something that we strive to do because when you do lose someone unless you have a great support system like you did with your friends and we had friends and family too you do feel that loneliness and alone because especially if you're one of the first like you were in terms of losing it within your circle losing your friend um your father and a parent in that circle it's you're going through that journey kind of alone in a way you know they they can sympathize with you and empathize with you but they can't understand it the same way and and so um, I think community is great for that because you you find people that are like-minded that have gone through it before you have even gone through it. And you can kind of lean on them, get different perspectives. So good yeah. job. Yeah. Well said,
0: well said. And to lend itself, um, I, I see more and more communities coming up and, and it seems like it's becoming a more popular thing. And I think it's a beautiful thing, you know, because someone may relate with us, more than you, and some may relate with you more than us. And I, I think we all can 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 lend ourselves to to helping a certain crowd. And I, and I think what you're doing is brilliant. Um, again, I know it's early in in what you're doing, Emma, but I, I commend you. And um, the first year's hardest with everything, <laughs> um, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing how you guys grow in the future. Um, mm-hmm. With all that said, Emma, here we go up to one minute to talk about whatever you want. It could be your favorite book, your (laughs) favorite movie, your favorite meal, your favorite song, your favorite concert, anything you want. Or it could be just about you, whatever you want to talk about one minute. What do you want us to know about? What do you want us to know?
2: Oh my gosh, the pressure. Um, (laughs) I think, do you know what? I think just kind of, um, Circling back to the, the conversation you guys were having at the be- beginning, I think just really rung true to me how um, the validity of someone's grief can't be measured with a title um, or with uh, like how often you knew that you met them or you knew them. And I think that's something that's really come through in the work that we're doing is how society be- can be quite dismissive of people's grief. Um, So, for example, sometimes people say to us that their grandparent has died and in their friendship circles, they're like, yeah, it was your grandparent. They were old. Like, obviously, they were going to die. Whereas to that person, they might have been like a parent figure. They might have lived with that that person. Um, And I think it's just it's so important for us, um, us as Untangled Grief, but probably more broadly, to remember that you can't compare grief (laughs) Um, and you know maybe it is a celebrity that brings out these feelings or it doesn't make it any less valid and doesn't make those feelings any less valid and I think one thing that this horrendous pandemic has done for us is actually it's normalized those feelings Mm -hmm. and made it accessible for people who haven't experienced grief to understand and to empathize because we're all collectively grieving Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's a positive step forward to have that normalization, um, to have that accessibility, to have these conversations with your friends, with your family, with like in the media, um, that actually people are grieving, people are going through things and they go through things that, that, and what that looks like is all quite different for each person, Um, I'm rambling a little, but
0: Mm,
2: (laughs) I I I think what you were talking about at the beginning of today's session was just really, really, really important um and just a really interesting transition uh in in the global kind of understanding of what grief Mm -hmm. is and how it how it affects people
0: beautiful yeah so emma we i'll say it this way i'm not as professional as i may appear Um, Mm -hmm. we had some images and i do want to ask you one more question um about here we go ready Uh, Mm um let me fix this up your Untangled Grief Cards.
2: Yes, yes. Oh, I forgot to mention them.
0: Yes, it's okay. (laughs) Tell us about the Untangled Grief Cards real quick.
2: Yeah, so these cards were a project we did with a wonderful designer called Adam Spratly. Um, And again, they're a way for people to remember their loved ones or whoever they're grieving every single day in kind of small action. So it's a pack of cards, postcard size, and they each have a prompt on. So there's 52 cards you could do, however, however, that works for your life. You could do one a week or all in one go. And they just have little prompts. So, you know, what was their favorite food? Um, what music reminds you of them? And it's just a nice way to express yourself, and that there's a space so you could write down words, you could draw pictures, you could draw diagrams. Um, And we really want people to be able to share those those memories and feelings with others. So, you know, like a postcard style, you could you could send it to someone, you could give it to someone or you can keep it for yourself and use it as kind of almost a journaling record. Um, But we just wanted to find an interesting and creative way for people to take that time and and to commemorate their loved ones um, through through mindfulness and journaling. Nice.
0: How do you how do you get them?
2: they're on the website
0: okay <laughs> we, w- we ship
2: internationally so
0: d- you ship them internationally www yeah. w- untangle no d grief
2: no d. yes com.
0: untanglegrief.com okay yeah. and then here's also the untangle grief app so for everyone with an iphone um check out the app um, this is what it looks like download it give it a whirl and support miss emma dutton um, with all that said, Taj, I think we... Unless, Taj, you had anything else you needed to say or I,
1: I actually did. Um, yeah. It doesn't involve Emma too much. but Because um, we we, t- we were talking this about Kobe, and um, two of my kind of... It's weird. Role models kind of died in, in the same week. And, and one of them was uh, Henry Hank Aaron, mm. who you would never think would be a role model of mine in that way, but we grew up playing baseball. It's a a baseball player, but um, it's someone that broke uh, uh, racial um, bounds, I would say. But also what I always appreciated about Hank Aaron was that he always kept his integrity and he was a good person throughout everything. He would get hate mail as he broke records and stuff like that and threats and stuff like that, but he always stayed true to the game and he always stayed as a good person, and the other one is which people wouldn't know was Larry King, <laughs> you know, which uh, who's a uh, famous interviewer that interviews all like he was up in age, but he was someone that when I was deathly shy before three T, I actually listened to a lot of his talks, and he had a, a something called How to Talk to Anyone Anytime, and I studied that thing because I just I was too shy, I couldn't talk to people. And he's someone that not, not many people know really influenced me, but he did. So
0: well done, Tosh. I mean, you're a little late. That should have came in the beginning, but, well,
1: but- Emma brought it up because she said that when she talked about how you grieve certain ways, I never, I don't do rest in pieces in, in terms of on Twitter. Like I don't do those, but for Hank Aaron, I did because he really didn't mean that much to me. And I didn't want it to make it a, a habit, but I just felt like I needed to do that.
0: I'm I'm happy you mentioned because Hank Aaron was one of my biggest
1: idols. I had a big and everything. Yeah, it was just yeah. one of the few books I actually read was his... <laughs> <laughs> was his book. I don't read a lot, so. Um.
0: All right. Well, we are going to wrap up uh, again, Miss Emma Dutton. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. We wish you the absolute best with Untangled Grief. We are excited. We are on your side. If you need anything, we are here to support you. Um, It was wonderful talking to you. Your accent um, reminds me and excites me to get back to the UK. So hopefully it's sooner than later. Um, But I just want to thank you for joining and and talking about your Untangled Grief.
2: Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute
0: pleasure. Wonderful. All right, everyone. We are going to end this show. We want to thank everyone. We want to remind you all that um, we are live every Wednesday at 1pm. If you want to know more about DDJF, you can go to www.ddjf.org. Otherwise, we will see you next Wednesday at 1pm Pacific Standard Time. Please be safe, practice love and take care of yourself.